episode number 42. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor-Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. So we are on episode number 42, and a tradition that I created on this podcast is that every seven episodes, I take a break from sharing a personal story and instead offer you something different. Today, I'd like to share with you a movie that I recently watched called The Truman Show. But before I do, we are in the month of February 2018, and I want to let you know I will be speaking three times this month throughout Israel, as well as leading a Getting Unstuck retreat in March, where there are 12 spots total and four spots already taken. If you are interested to come to any of the speaking engagements, they will be in northern Israel, Kfar Saba, which is in the center, and Beersheba, which is in the south. Or if you are interested in the retreat, contact me via the website, thestuckmethod.com. Okay, so a couple of months ago, I received an email inviting me, my husband, and my son to a community program for the sixth 7th, and 8th graders. The email basically invited us to a movie night to watch this movie called The Truman Show. When I received the email, my first reaction was like, no, I don't want to go. I'll let my husband go. It's the middle of the week, and I'll be the one to stay home with the kids. But my husband, who apparently already had seen the movie and was shocked that I hadn't, encouraged me to go. And actually, in the end, we both went. The kids were fine to be by themselves. And I'm really grateful to my husband that he suggested that I reconsider going. I remember hearing about this movie when it came out, but I guess at the time, it didn't have much appeal to me. So when I went with my husband and son to go see the movie, I was like, I don't know, I had like no expectations. I really didn't know what the movie was even about, to be honest. And I came out after watching the movie, like, how did I never see this movie before? This movie is like the epitome of getting unstuck. So let me explain. This movie stars Jim Carrey as a character named Truman Burbank. And when the movie begins, you meet Truman, who seems like a very relatable guy. He's married, he has a job, he's an insurance salesman. He lives in a seemingly idyllic life in a seemingly idyllic neighborhood. His life seems totally normal and without any problems. He smiles a lot. He seems really happy. He seems very popular, like everybody knows him. And he seems really content with his life. His world, really, it seems like utopia. But what the viewer doesn't know until maybe like midway into the movie is that Truman's life is anything but normal. In fact, his entire life is staged. Truman is actually a character in a reality show called The Truman Show. 
but he doesn't know this and he doesn't suspect a thing. Basically, what happened is he was adopted at birth and raised by a corporation who created a simulated TV show with Truman as the star. And the show is broadcasted live around the clock 24-7 and around the globe. The show basically revolves around his life. There are hundreds of thousands of cameras on the set monitoring his life. And by the way, the set is like enormous, right? It's his house, his yard, his street, his work, where he buys coffee, everything in any place where he might go, I think, aside from the bathroom. Actually, you know what? No, there were some bathroom scenes, but not him going to the bathroom. He was like looking in the mirror. But anyway, he's being videoed all the time and he's not aware of it. And this has been going on since he was a baby. And everyone in his world is an actor, but he doesn't know it. His wife and all the residents of his town, everyone, they're all actors and everything is rigged. And the entire world is watching his life. It's all scripted, except for Truman's part, because he doesn't know that he's in a show. So for example, his wife wears an earpiece, right? And she's told what to say and when. And the same for his best friend and the people he works with, everything. And if anyone gives the producer trouble, if anyone tries to go against the script, or if anyone, God forbid, tries to reveal the truth to Truman, they get kicked off the set. So what happened was at some point during the movie, Truman starts to sense something is off. He notices unusual events like rain only falling on him. Or there was a scene where he turned on the the radio in his car only to find that it was broadcasting his every move. And he became suspicious. And so he started to test things out. And he managed to act in very unexpected ways, despite the producer trying to control him and control his surroundings. And what basically happened was he persisted to investigate and test things until ultimately he discovered the truth, which was that he is indeed in a reality show And at the end of the movie, he's left with a choice to escape to an unknown world where there is fear and uncertainty, or to continue living in the world that he knows well and feels safe and feels protected in. And the movie ends, I'm going to tell you, even if you haven't watched it, because it was released over like two decades ago, and the end is important. So what happens at the end is he basically chooses to be bold and brave and vulnerable. And what does he do? He leaves the life as he knew it in order to choose a life of truth. It's a really powerful movie. Truman was accepting the world he was living in his entire life. I mean, of course he was. Why wouldn't he? We all do that, right? He doesn't know anything else. And he doesn't challenge what he believes to be true. All of us do this all the time. We accept nearly everything in our lives without examining them closely. The moment that Truman began to wake up and realize his life 
wasn't what he always understood it to be, it really hit me. Because the way he was living his life was just a reflection of how most of us live our lives. We unintentionally and unconsciously live according to the thoughts that arise in our minds without investigating the accuracy of them. And yet, we know that thoughts create our reality. And yet, many of us are kind of just sleepwalking through life. Let me, let me try to think of an example. So let's say you believe that you are unlovable. Okay, you've been living your entire life or as long as you can remember with that thought. I'll try to come up with a few other examples so that you can hopefully find one that you can relate to. But just for now, if you can go with me on this. Let's say that you believe you are unlovable. No one in this world will love you because you believe you're unlovable. It's probably a belief that you learned from childhood and you heard it so many times that you came to believe it. And so the language in your head, I'm unlovable, becomes the reality of your world. And so you are unlovable because you believe it. And you don't suspect otherwise that that may not be entirely true. And you don't investigate your thoughts that naturally come into your mind. And you don't investigate the thoughts that invade your thinking. And therefore, you believe for a fact that you are not lovable and there's no other way of looking at it. Okay, let's look at another example. How about if you doubt everything that you do in this world? You doubt yourself as a parent or as a worker or as a friend, okay? Like you're living your life believing that you're not good enough. And because you believe that you are not good enough, then your reality reflects that. How? You don't take action. You procrastinate. You turn down opportunities to produce things or maybe speak in front of people or whatever makes sense according to your life and your work. And probably many other things that you're going to be missing because you are stuck on a belief that you're not good enough. And therefore, you unconsciously choose to stay safe and protected, just like Truman was feeling his whole life. How about one more? Let's say you're living a life believing that other people have great expectations of you. Okay, I have this sometimes. Like, I believe if someone in my community has a new baby... And the community gets together and sends out a Google Doc so that we can sign up to bring that family dinner, right, for two weeks. That's a tradition that we have in our community. I have this belief that my community, which is, you know, 100 families, they all expect me, Shira Taylor Gura, right, to be on that list. Okay, so there's 14 slots, let's say, 100 families. I have this belief that my community expects me to be on that list every time. Why? (laughs) Maybe because in the past, I've typically I have been one of those people to sign up for things like that. So I believe that people will continue to expect that of me. But by having that belief, I also create a lot of unnecessary stress and anxiety for myself because that belief is going to lead to the result of me signing my name up each time even if I can't, or if I'm tired, or I'm exhausted, or, or it's going to lead me to feeling guilty if I don't sign up, right? Or 
it might even make me feel terrible if someone notices that I didn't sign up and then they express their disappointment in me, right? Can you see all of that? All of that coming from my head, my thoughts, my thinking. Of course, if I were to investigate those beliefs, right, like we do in the you step of the stuck method, uncover, then I would realize the inaccuracy of those thoughts. And then I would take on other considerations that would make me feel better and feel less stressed and feel healthier and better able to take care of myself and my family and my community. But just like Truman, most of us are not doing this. We are simply living according to the beliefs that come to our minds and our patterns of thought, and we're not investigating them. And that limits us in a huge way. I mean, with this example, I would say by living with that belief that people have high expectations of me, I would say I'm not free, right? And then I have to live according to other people's plans or ideas of me. Remember what Viktor Frankl said? I I mentioned this quote in one of the earliest episodes of this podcast. In our responses that we choose in life, in those responses lie our freedom and our growth. And how we respond to things depends on what we believe. I don't know if those were the best examples or not, but those are the first few that came to my head. Maybe you can take a moment and and maybe think about a belief that comes to your mind that's causing you to act in a way that's not productive or efficient or bringing you joy or bringing you happiness. Can you think of one? It may be hard to think of one off of the top of your head, which is why the first thing, if you want to get unstuck, even before you start to go through the stuck method, is you need to have awareness. The awareness needs to come from within you and not from anyone else. You need to realize what is going on in your mind and how your beliefs and your thoughts are creating your reality. Truman wasn't aware for most of the movie. He didn't realize he had the ability to be aware of his thoughts. In psychology, it's called metacognition. It's a powerful thing that human beings have, that we can be aware of what we are thinking. We can be aware that we are thinking, right? Truman didn't have this until like mid-movie. So he lived his life of habits and patterns. And if you want to live a deliberate life, you must first become aware of what you are thinking and what your patterns of thoughts are and what thoughts are serving you and what thoughts are not serving you and how your thoughts are creating the world you live in. The two best ways that I have found to gain awareness is one, by taking stops, and two, from journaling. It's nearly impossible to gain consciousness when we are constantly moving and constantly going and constantly creating. The awareness that we can bring to our lives comes from the stillness and from the quiet When you create stillness in your world, you may not like what comes up when your mind is quiet, but that is the material that you will have to work with. And that material is worth gold. Why? 
because then you have you have what to work with. It's kind of like being a ceramic artist without having clay, right? Like what can she produce without her material? Nothing. So it's the same with us. By becoming aware of our thoughts, then we can begin to reflect upon them and investigate them and realize how they're serving us, how they're not serving us. That's, that's gold. Knowing what we are thinking is gold. Can you see that? So I encourage you to watch the movie, even if you've seen it. By the way, I think the reason the educational committee in my community invited us to watch this movie with our teenagers was to spark a conversation about social media and how our lives on social media, while they look all happy and perfect, are not a reflection of who we really are. And it's important, very essential, actually, to, to know that. The conversation after the movie didn't go as deep as I took you here in this episode, but that's totally cool. Um, you have to remember we're talking about young teenagers and whatever they got out of that conversation, um, I think, is was just great. So... My dear friends, I already mentioned in the beginning of this episode of the places I will be speaking this month and the retreat I will be leading in March here in Israel, where we will go into stillness. But please know you do not need to be living in Israel in order to take advantage of the programming I offer. If you are not already on my newsletter, please head over to my website, thestuckmethod.com and grab your free guide now. By doing so, you will be added to my weekly Unstuck Thursday newsletter. And it's in that newsletter where I share upcoming programs and events. And in 2018, I have some exciting new online programs currently being created, which I can't wait to share with you, and where you will have access to work with me. So please make sure you are subscribed to the newsletter so you will be the first ones to know about what is being offered and when. Okay, my dear friends, that is it for this week. I hope this episode and the movie gave you some food for thought. Next week, we'll go back to some more stories and the lessons that we can learn from them. I wish you a great rest of your day. And until next time, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.thestuckmethod.com.